Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Y'all got to take a vote. On what? Katie, you can't be mad at me. Oh, God. It's no way. For what? Because we've talked all week about you lost your car keys. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw the car keys. You did. While we were still at the Pride Parade, mm. which was lit, by the way. Oh, my gosh. So much fun. It was a lot of energy. It was up. That's my favorite event of the year on the low. I had a great time. And then, as we were leaving, I saw some car keys on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I said, damn, whoever lost those, I pray to God they find them. And we kept going. Because what I'm going to do? I don't know where I'm going to take them. What I'm going to do? To the nearest person at the venue of where you are. I didn't think to pick the keys up and take them to the nearest restaurant. I just thought to myself, maybe the person will realize it and come back and look for them. In a city where people scam and steal cars, you didn't think someone else would be like, ooh, car keys, let me go pick these up and try to figure out where the car is? No, I was that? drunk, Katie. Why would, I, <laughs> why would I have that many thoughts? Who has had that many thoughts off of two doubles? Oh, okay. All right. We finally get all the way mm-hmm. to my apartment for you to get in your car and for us to go watch the Cowboys. You lost your keys, and I said, damn it, I know I want them black ones. <laughs> and in that moment, you were supposed to be mad at you, and you was mad at me. How can you be mad at me? I was mad at both of us, <laughs> okay? <laughs> because there were two chances. First of all, was me losing my keys on my own, mad at myself, damn. Second chance from God was you seeing the keys and saying, damn, but you ain't say nothing. <laughs> okay? What was I supposed to do? Hey, anybody lost their keys? Yes. <laughs> I would have checked my pockets yeah. and be like, damn, it's me. Oh, Who had to me. go do that? All right. <laughs> Yo, you gonna have me from Come now on. Now. Everywhere I go, I'm picking everything up. Who's keys? Yo, yo, somebody drop some panties. Yo, <laughs> yo, who dropped this pizza? That's half eight. Yo, anybody drop dog shit? Yo, yo there's dog shit right here. Anybody? That's yo. what you gonna have me doing. <laughs> yeah. Because now I'm scared to ever just leave something. I'm picking leaves up. <laughs> I'm picking. I'm picking paper up. What? Nah. You need to be on high alert now. All right. So that's on, that's on both of us? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Yo, that ain't fair. Yeah. But I went with you. I don't get credit. You I could have stayed and that. watched the Cowboy game, and you won't give and me no I credit. And I would have tore your ass up that you did it. See, you told me I was cool. That's what, see? <laughs> now, nah, fellas, see? When women be like, you don't have to give me nothing it's for cool. Valentine's it's Day. Cool. It's okay. They don't mean it. Yeah, now you know. <laughs> now you know. Y'all welcome. I'm doing God's work. Welcome in the moment. I'm in the moment. Stay in the moment. Yeah, hey. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you have never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitch, or your money back. Shout out to all our regular listeners and our new listeners. Episode 135. Woo! It is lit. Hey, gang, 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 gang. 
Shout out to Blake if you are an original in the moment listener. You know Blake. Every night is eternal. Hey. Every night is eternal. That boy lost his water bottle and got to it, didn't he? Yo. Man, I'm shout a out to hustler, Blake. baby. Yeah. I'm, I just want you to know. I'm All ha- right. <laughs> now he wrote that. I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him. He's going to Nashville. He's doing what he always wanted to do. It's a dream job for him. And he told me, when you get to 150, it's up. Oh. So in about 15 episodes. Okay. Big Baines is going to come back and bless us with his presence. Oh, that's going to be a great episode. I think so, too. Whew. As the rest of them have been. Don't sleep. You're right. Now, let's tell him why I'm mad. Stripping on my head. Why they test my feet? I'm just trying to get Katie. Why was a baby crowd surfing? Mm-mm. No. Don't don't you start. No, did you see the baby crowd I, surfing? I saw the baby. Whose baby was that? First of all, why? <laughs> That's the question. As a parent, why would you let your baby crowd surf? Yeah, what's wrong with people? No, okay. seriously. There's monkey pox out here. Uh, hey, all no. right. And, and monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Anything could have took your baby. You seen a monkey taking babies. <laughs> you're right. You're I've been right. telling you for like right. six weeks. You have. Keep playing with these monkeys. You have. They taking babies. Okay. Oh, man. It was some kind of concert. The Rock was up there on the stage. Dwayne Johnson himself, who's perfect. Mm. Never heard anything bad about this man. Not at all. But somebody wanted their baby to meet The Rock so bad that they just passed their baby through the crowd to get to the stage. That's a problem. It was the first time in life we've ever seen a newborn baby crowd surf. That baby looks so uncomfortable. Did it? To me, a little bit. The baby was like, why am I here? I'm just floating. Just Handled it better than ASAP Rocky. Yo, way better. Yo, <laughs> yo his being face, honest. he was yeah. distraught. I don't know if anybody grabbed the baby nuts, but I tell you what. <laughs> they, that's a tough-ass baby. <laughs> Here's my thing. Because ASAP should really feel bad now. Why did The Rock accept it? Why was yes. he like, yo, all right, I give me that baby. It would have like, been return to sender for me. <laughs> What? Hey, get that baby the fuck out of here. You ain't going to ruin my perfect streak. No, because the rock been perfect. Exactly. We've been trying to find something wrong. And That's now true. look, right? Didn't he do a whole movie as a babysitter or something? Or did, was that Vin Diesel? One of First them. of all, that was Vin Diesel. Uh-oh. That's called the pacifier. <laughs> That's the wrong. Oh, that's why the rock didn't know what man. to do. Vin would have handled it with now, care and grace. The rock did have a, a movie called The Game Plan where he had his daughter dropped off at his doorstep, didn't know what to do with her. Same difference. Okay. See? He was See like, who happens? is this little girl? When the screen becomes real life, I am not accepting that baby under any circumstances. There's no way you'll be able to put that baby in my hand. Why not? For what? I don't know who baby that is. First of all, you have to know who baby it is. You're like, no. oh, is she cute? Is the mom cute or not? Is that? It don't matter. No, what no. Do you mean? It, it does. Why does it matter if the mom is cute? If the mom sent her damn baby crowd surfing, Katie. Okay, that's See, true. That's your problem. Well, you could be here for a good time, not a long time with her. Then. Oh yeah. So is the baby. Y'all keep playing like this. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, I'm not accepting this baby. It's like the old game you used to play with, like. They used to be like, here, yours, and you catch it. Now you, <laughs> like, now you stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. That's the baby. Think fast. <laughs> yeah, so, my baby. No. No. I'm not raising him. No. No. Okay. okay. No. I'm mad at that. <laughs> Stop passing your baby through public crowds. All right? Who's next? Why does Balenciaga think I'm about to pay $1,800 for a bag that looked like a bag of Doritos, Katie? Why? Have you seen a new Lay's? Yeah. Potato chip handbags? Yes. $1,800 from Balenciaga. Now, if you just take me to Hobby Lobby on a $20 budget, I can make the same bag. You damn right. 
I can make the same thing. You ain't got to take me nowhere. I got Instacart. Oh, even better. You know, yeah, I get the family <laughs> size. Yeah. Got a stapler. Drop it off. 1800 No, that's insane. And it really looked like a bag of chips. I think it is a bag of chips. What do you mean it really looked oh, like Oh, it's it? an authentic it pro- bag of chips? It probably. That makes it even better. You know how they say real authentic Lay's from Walmart. You know, like. Yes. Imagine them. Yes. Speaking, saying that. Yo, speaking of Walmart, have you seen the Walmart ads? No. What do you mean? They got like women with their ass out. What? Men with their whole. No. Nah, word up. No. Telling you. It's worse than Amazon and the blunts. Oh, it's bad. Nah, you see, like. You see Amazon blunts? Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, hold up. Nah, let's both find it. Nah, hold up. What hold you on. mean? I got a nah, because right, Amazon so and Walmart is I was is scrolling wild. and I saw Amazon ad and this was the Amazon ad. Wait a minute, that's a blunt. <laughs> I know a blunt when I see one. Why is that sponsored by Amazon? What is this that? Is, this was on Instagram. Really? Amazon. Is that free for Prime members? Whole thing, right? It was for Prime Day. <laughs> it was, it was, wait, what do you mean? Wait. This um, was for Prime Day. Wait, how much is it? <laughs> wait. Okay, look at Walmart ads. I think it's after 50. Whoa. <laughs> I told you. No. What Walmart is out of control. Yo, Google print adult onesie pajamas no. loungewear jumpsuit for Walmart and explain to me why this woman is digging in her own ass. All I can think of is Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Wait, this is nasty. I have another onesie for you. Look. Oh, I- the, wait, I scrolled down and it got worse, Katie. Wait, no. let me see if I can find it. No. They go another one. No. Why are the, those are the poses? I don't know. Walmart has given up. Look. See? Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, why it says meat like that? Whoa, see? whoa, Look. whoa, whoa. Look. No. Ass and titties. That's the Shake Walmart. Shake them ass. <laughs> Walmart is out of control. No. Everybody is out of control. <laughs> Balenciaga is out of control. <laughs> Amazon. Amazon is out of control. Elon Musk is now selling blunts <laughs> and cologne called burnt, burnt hair. hair. Like what? Hey, hey, no thank you, Elon. Mm-mm. You know how it's, it's funny how when you got that kind of money, people forget about your failures. But like, remember when he told us that the, um, what's that called? Oh, the, that one that with the, the Tesla. W- and it was going to. It had like a bulletproof window or something. Yeah, it was the SUV version of his little electric thing. And it, it looked weird. It looked like his five-year-old drew it. It was like, nothing can break the glass. And they broke that glass. One rock. <laughs> took one Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah, see? It always come down to the rock, don't it? Yeah, it It's does. his fault. Oh, I can't stand y'all. Who's next? Speaking of fashion, I'm mad at fashion police. Woo, woo, why? Fashion police. And grammar police. Oh, I hate grammar police. I don't like either one of them. My mother's one of them. Really? She needs to go to jail. <laughs> but that's the problem. Police don't go to jail. No, she does. I know. She needs to. But we this gotta... is this is where I'm going with this, okay. right? Because okay. when you think about police, mm-hmm. they get a lot of flack, obviously. Most of them earn it. But they also do a lot of heroic things at the same time. Mm. In which those who do probably don't get enough credit for if we're being fair. But the thing about fashion police and grammar police, where's the heroic part of what they do for a living? That's what annoys me. Like, they'll be really quick in a paragraph where you had 346 words. They'll tell you, hey, you spelled this wrong. What about the other 345 since you got so much time on your hands? If you're going to tell me which word I got wrong, then point out all the words I got right. That's not their job. That's what I don't like. 
they don't get satisfaction out of that. Why not? Like, my mom doesn't get satisfaction out of telling me, hey, Katie, you wrote this part of your essay correct. Why it's like, not? no. That's my point. I like to point out the wrong and write it in red. It makes me feel better about myself. Ooh. Because I know more than you. But you see why that's an issue? Shouldn't you point out the things I do well if you're going to go out and point out the thing I do wrong? Yes. You know how many people can't wait to tell me, hey, you said this wrong on radio? Or, yo, when you did this, you was wrong. Why y'all don't tell me about every time I got it right? Mm. Why not balance? Mm -hmm. Police don't just run around fucking shit up. Sometimes they do some good. Mm -hmm. Why don't the fashion police? They don't tell you when your outfit is fire. Nah, they never do. They don't. You know what they say? They say things like, ooh, you think you fly. No. You think I'm fly. (laughs) You noticed. I didn't say a word. Mm -hmm. I just came out here with my cologne burnt hair on. And and you think I'm popping. First of all, side note, shout out. Last week we were wearing colors. Facts. This week we're wearing crew neck sweatshirts. Back to who we really are. (laughs) You always come home, don't you? (laughs) We tried something different. I just wanted to point that out. (laughs) You always end up going back home, yo. Who's next? All right, Katie, you ever took advice from a pimp? Name Slipback. Why is that? What do you just have, like an automated pimp name? Everybody knows a pimp named Slickback. (laughs) I don't know a pimp named Slickback. You don't know the pimp named Slickback? No, I don't know a pimp. Only pimp I know the one that used to be with Snoop. No, it's a pimp named Slickback, He's bitch. a real pimp? It's either from Boondocks or Cat Williams. Oh, uh, I think it's, it's Boondocks. Boondocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but it's it was Boondocks. also Cat Williams voicing him. That's and right. And he was like, bitch, I'm a pimp named Slickback. Yeah. So it was both. Mm-hmm. Well, have you ever taken relationship advice from a pimp? No, not a real one. All right, well, today is the day. My dad, maybe. Your dad is a pimp? <laughs> <laughs> From way back, it was the first of September. <laughs> yo, my brother's listening to this. He knows. <laughs> hey, a lot of us been there, yo. That song hit different for a lot of us, yo. Nah, them temptations was fucking your dad up. Yeah, now we in this together. Oh man, they always try to keep a black man down, yo. <laughs> Women got no reason looking like that. It ain't their fault. That's a horrible reference. No mystical reference should ever be used on in the moment ever again. (laughs) No, sometimes it's a mistake. Wait, what? Sometimes it's a mistake. Take it back. Oh, I'm taking it back, man. Those are jokes. (laughs) Nah, look. Sometime in life, right, you don't want to take the message because of the messenger. Mm Mm-hmm. You hear that a lot. Yep. I hear a lot of people say, why would I ever listen to relationship advice from Steve Harvey? He's got 10 divorces. But the way I see it, well, that's why you should take advice from him. He knows what not to do. Exactly. If that man has failed 10 times, I'm going to listen to every word that he says in order to know what I should not do. Right. He didn't figure out the other side of it. Correct. So at least now you know 10 things you shouldn't do, which now narrow down. Or at least increase the chances you have of actually doing something successful. Somebody once told me you can learn from someone smart and you can learn from someone stupid. <laughs> Either way, but you got to be smart to know that, right? Mm-hmm. So a pimp gave this message the other day. It's just the way you said it. This, what? This pimp gave a message the other day. That's, that's, what was it sounds like one of them jokes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two people walk in a bar. <laughs> one is a pimp. Right? The other one is me. Right, And so what I did was something that I, I'm trying to stop doing. A lot of times when I see a video 
I read the comments first. Mm. I'm trying not to do that. Because then it it uh it changes your perception of the video. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading the comments, and the comments is like, yo, I'm never taking advice from a pimp. Who listens to a pimp? He's a real pimp. But then I listened to the message, and I was like, now, nah, hold up. I think he kind of spitting. What he said was, he said, if I'm going to give any advice in the world of relationships, mm-hmm. I would say to choose the person who loves you and not the person that you love. And if it's earlier in the game, choose the person who likes you and not the person that you like. And they was killing him. I felt like that's great advice. Because if you really think about it, at least me, I can certainly speak for myself. A lot of times in life, we don't choose the person that's willing to go all the way out for us, yo. For some reason... We hold that person right here. Right. Oh, I, I got you. Keep it to the side. Let me, let me see. Let me go see what else is out here. Mm. And then you go find the person that you like. That you like. Oh, but that. Right? And this is kind of going in line with what Boosie said on Drink Champs, which was hilarious to me, where he said social media ruined relationships. Because he, like, back in the day, she used to only see the people that she went to work with. Mm. That's the only guy she saw. Whoever she saw on her way to work and whoever she worked with, she came right back home to your ass. Same thing with him. Whoever he saw on the way to work, maybe on the way to the gym, came back home to you. Mm-hmm. Now you got the Explorer page. It's mm. a lot of horrors on the Explorer page. Oof. They be out here. So now you comparing what you have to the highlight tape of the world instead of literally whoever you saw on your commute to work, to school, to wherever. Right. The temptations are different. So with that being said, a lot of people, for whatever reason, you choose the person that gives you a little bit of a hard time. Mm-hmm. The one that you want. You don't choose the one that wants you if you have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Why do we do that? So with him saying, yo, if you ever find yourself in that situation, save yourself some time and some heartbreak and choose the person that wants you and not the person you want. what you say to that? Talk to a pimp. Now, look here, slick back. Um, <laughs> clearly, this pimp has a little bit of knowledge. But the reason why I say that we choose that person that we like versus the person that likes us is because the person that likes us may come on too strong and we will misconstrue what it really is versus just a person who genuinely likes us. But because we see their eagerness is a little bit too much for us, we don't want to take time to dissect why it is and why they're acting that way when it could just be something as genuine as just, hey, I like you. And I'm just applying a little bit of pressure. But some people may see that pressure is too much pressure, and we want to run with the chase of someone who seems nonchalant. That chase is better. Yeah. Yes. And I think and both, that's problematic. both genders are guilty of this. Yeah. We both do this. It's the, uh, the forbidden fruit. I feel like that's what they used to call it back in the day, right? Like you don't want the safe fruit. Mm-hmm. You want the forbidden fruit. Something about this person is making me feel like I can't have them. Mm-hmm. So now I got to get it. Mm-hmm. It's the challenge. And you'll waste years and years of your life. Even if you do get them, technically you're still wasting your time because if they ain't want your ass from the beginning, for whatever reason they didn't. They still not going to want you later on. It's a great chance that they're not going to want you in the end. But you rather pursue that, in which normally leads to heartbreak, as opposed to going over there and pursuing the person that's been telling you the entire time, I'm not playing about you. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why we do that. Mm. But if I could have had that advice when I was younger, opposed to some of the advice that the fake pimps in my life gave me, like my uncles and shit, oh. I think I might have made different decisions. Yeah. So I think we just took advice from a pimp. All right. You see what I'm saying? Shout out to that pimp. Slick back. <laughs> we feel you. Hey. Who's next? All right, last thing I'm mad at. I'm mad that people play with each other, man. What people play with each other. Like pranks? Nah. Like jokes? Nah. What you mean? I'm getting older. I'm starting to realize that people use each other. Mm-hmm. That's just a part of life. Right. Everybody doesn't misuse each other. But typically, in every healthy relationship, we're both getting something out of it. And we're both getting something out of the fact that we're in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to relationships, obviously, there's a balance there of where you do want to feel like the person you're with, you're getting something out of them being in your life. And you want them to feel the same. But it's that level of games that's played, right? Like, And today on The Big Show, we, we went through the list of eight games that women play. Mm-hmm. And one of them was, I forget what the title was, but it basically spoke to the fact that I think it was hard to get. Where it was speaking to women always playing hard to get with men, and then KK had mentioned, like, I think men do that too. And I was like, you're right, we do, right? Like, we have this mindset, especially in your 20s, that I like you, you like me, but we can't show each other. Mm -hmm. I got to play this game. I may really want to see you, but instead of just saying, like, I want to see you, I'm like, yo, what you doing? What you got going on today? I'm trying to get you to ask. Mm -hmm. Or if I really want to, you know, like, because I know for men, I don't know why women do it. I know for men, I feel like as hunters, you come across a lot of times in life where it's a numbers game, where you got to put yourself out there. You got to ask questions that are going to make you vulnerable. And I ain't talking about the ignorant men. I ain't talking about the men that's just out here like, yo, saying wild, ridiculous red flag type stuff from the jump. I'm talking about men who are really trying to show you. They trying to pursue you. They trying to apply pressure. But at the same time, they ain't trying to come off corny. I'm not like that. I'm still a catch. That's a delicate balance that you got to find. And because of that, sometimes you'll ease up and then a woman will play with your time. And I think sometimes a man will play with a woman's time. And it's just that whole tug of war thing that happens that I feel like is is annoying in life sometimes. It's 100% annoying. And I think with women, it's women never want to seem too eager, right? I don't want to seem too eager or too clingy, right? Because yeah. that's a whole big stigma about being clingy, overly emotional, get attached too soon, right? So for a woman who doesn't want to come off as, I don't want you to see that I'm uh, as emotional as, you know, everyone may perceive women to be and that I'm too clingy, I'm going to play this game where it's like, no, I kind of want you, but I kind of don't. And I'm going to pull back, but I'm kind of not. And I'm going to, you know, it's because you don't want to chase away that person too soon and you're afraid that maybe if I come off a little too strong, it's going to be too much and it's going to scare them away. When I think in actuality, if you're interested in that person and you show them that you're interested, if they pull away, that's on them. If you are 100% how you are, right, whatever they do is on them. It doesn't mean the next person is going to be like that. Next person may not be. At some point, we have to stop playing this game and just actually go with our authentic feelings. And who's willing to accept our authentic feelings, I feel like will be the person for you. And if they're not, then that's how you know that's not the person for you. And see, I feel like more of us should move like that. Because a lot of us move, especially when you're younger and you're hesitant. You move in a way where I'm not trying to mess this up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say nothing crazy. I don't want to do nothing crazy. When in all reality, like, you should really just be yourself. 
Because at some point, you're going to have to fall back on being yourself. And if that person don't rock with you for who you really are, then all you really did was waste your time. Mm-hmm. So imagine if everybody moved with that amount of confidence of, yo, this is who I am. Maybe you rock with it, maybe you don't, but let's figure it out now. I'm Instead not about to later. hold myself back. You know what I mean? I ain't going to play this game with you. You know, and I also wonder, like, I played this game one time. I don't remember what game it was, but I do remember at the end of it, um, it was like a PlayStation game or something. They allowed you to look back on your journey and look at all of the jewels you missed. I think it was like one of the old Tomb Raiders or something like mm. that, right? Like, oh, you missed this right here. When you went here, you could have went here. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. But looking back on it, I'm like, imagine if that was life. You know what I mean? Like, you got to the end of your life and somebody pulled out a little iPad and was like, yo, this one right here, though? Nah. Yeah, you fucked that up, champ. <laughs> I'll be so mad. Don't I show know, me this. Right? Don't show me this shit. Yo, you can't crack the screen of Jesus' iPad. <laughs> That's the quickest way to go to hell. Oh, you're right. You're right. All right, get around here. Yeah. <laughs> Move. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jesus. Like, my bad. But you know, you knew me. You knew I was going to do that. You're right. You're me mad. But, like, imagine if you really had to look at some of those, um, those jewels you dropped. Because you was playing. Like... Stop playing with people who really go out their way to apply pressure. That's a good thing. I just feel like our mindsets have been, we've been programmed to believe that the person who is applying pressure is corny. Mm-hmm. You find something corny about them before you actually focus on the fact that they are literally just putting a, their pride aside to pursue you. And I feel like that's the most genuine person. Facts. But people don't see it that way. Man, a woman to throw them flowers away so fast. Oh, my God. Girl, he keeps sending me flowers and good morning texts. If he does it text. one more time, oh. oh, my gosh. Right. But then as soon as you see the rock, you passing your baby through the crowd. Come on now. For an eyebrow. <laughs> Bro. All right. All right. Y'all smell what we cooking. <laughs> Who's next? Shout outs. You might feel a little hopeless and broken, but don't you quit. Because I swear to God, you probably even closer than you think. Yo, shout out to firefighters, man. I used to want to be a firefighter, you know that? Yeah. Really? Yeah, true story. Like, that was... uh. Why? I was young, and I thought it was fly. Like, you know, okay. you, you work three, I think three or four days a week. They 24-hour days, yeah, but... Yeah, it's 24 hours. You know what I mean? You get a few days off. Obviously, when you do have to work, you got to work. But I was with all that. I wanted to slide down the pole, put the suit on. It's not just the... Pl- ride on a truck, jump into a burning building, and carry a burn woman out. Burn the fuck up. I uh, see. I see. You sound like my grandma now. My Unstable grandma was like floor? over my dead body, <laughs> <laughs> unstable floor and shit. I wanted to do all that. Fly. Have you seen the show Nine One One? Listen, man. I can't wait to be a firefighter. You seen the training what? for that? Katie, I was gonna be on somebody's calendar. Oh, I, oh. oiled up, oh, glistening. That's what you wanted to do. Yes, oil all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> Look at March. <laughs> Yo, who's March? Why March? I don't know. Why my birthday March? <laughs> I can't be August. You see what he did with the month? <laughs> Man, ruined it for Virgos be and Leo. Your own month. No, he, <laughs> no I, that's August. Why do I like be in August? <laughs> you're right. Who want right. to be August? See what he did? You see what he did to my month? You can make it better. Nah, yo. <laughs> All right, fine. I would have. I would have been the first August, but. I just think it's fly to be a firefighter. They risk their lives literally every day to make sure we all right. Yeah. That's dope. That is dope. But I saw a video. I don't know if you saw it. On Twitter, it went viral. Someone tried to jump. They tried to end their life. And the firefighter caught him midair, out the window. Bop! Caught him. Dragged him into the house. 
<laughs> not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today. Imagine how mad that person was. That's what all of the comments <laughs> said. Everybody was like, yo, I was like, this is a dark ass society, yo. And now I know you're a part of it. I didn't know. I didn't know that the problem was in the room with me. No, because they-, they was like, if somebody want to kill themselves, let them. Oh, my God. I was like, all right. I'm I- not saying let them because in that moment, they may realize that, oh, when I jumped off, it was the end and that could have scared them straight. Right. Permanent that, fix to a temporary problem. That little glimpse of, oh, my gosh, I'm actually going to end my life right. could have actually changed their mindset. It might have. But in the same time. See? Yo, it's a nasty. This is a nasty. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I hate it here. I hate it here. I hey, mean, yo. Not- yo, let me go. Yo, let me go. Get son. off me. Yo. Get off me. Nah. Nah, you don't even know me like that. Unless you go actually stay there with me every day and help me get through this shit I'm going through. Let me go, tough guy. Get off me, hero. Yeah. yeah really? Yo, there's logic in this? Yes. What is wrong with me? That man is saving a life. Not everybody wants to be saved. All right. That's the same <laughs> thing. Who told me that? Three Six Mafia back in the day? Probably. I want to be saved. <laughs> You're right. I guess uh, chicken, chicken, chicken head. <laughs> Who's next? Speaking of which, Katie, you ever had some good pupusa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. When you say pupusa, what you say? <laughs> no. No, it doesn't matter what I meant. It's clear what you meant. <laughs> it's it's no discussion on how you received it. What you mean? That's for sure. What you mean? Nah, I, just, I was just trying to see how you felt about pupusa. <laughs> I just wanted to know if you ever had some good pupusa. <laughs> you know what I mean? What? I haven't had good pupusa. There's no way you have it. I have had great pupusa. No. <laughs> Yo, that life-changing pupusa? Yo. I know. No, I know. How you like your pupusa? Mad hey. saucy? Woo. Wet? <laughs> Soaking. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, that wet pupusa. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And this question actually stems from <laughs> Romeo's childhood. <laughs> that's that's how I got here. Because if you missed it. <laughs> oh, man. Romeo was talking on a big show earlier, right? <laughs> and he said it was times when as a kid, <laughs> he felt isolated in the class. Because, mm-hmm. you know, all the other kids had peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> and he had some pupusa. Mm-hmm. And they said to fix it, all you had to do was have your mama just bring a bunch of pupusas to the classroom. Yo. Everybody shut up. Yep. You get one wet pupusa in your mouth. <laughs> you shut right on up, boy. I tell you that much. Hey. Your life be changed forever. Ooh. Well, Ooh. nothing humble you like a wet pupusa. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I was just curious. As if you had ever experienced amazing pupusa. <laughs> Shout out to all, to everybody in the world who has an amazing pupusa. Amazing what pupusa? Because I tell you what, you, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Extra chunky. All right. I don't worry about it. Never mind. Never mind. I just think pupusas are good. Yeah. Really tasty. Great. Who's next? Let's get down to business. And if I'm high, it's going to handle it. I'm trying to 
Speaking of Romeo, we owe him an apology here on In a Moment. It is what it is, right? Man can fold a fitted sheet, Katie. Yeah. There was a, a couple DMs I got. People saying I need to know the results of if Romeo could fold the fitted sheet. The answer was actually yes. I was shocked. You. Imagine me. Man. But he, you sh- he even. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, he was delicate with it. Mm-hmm. Um, His sheet was on the floor. Yeah. But he said it was because of his height. Now think about it. You can't. The, That's fair. Yeah. You yeah. can't be mad at that. No. But he laid it on the table. He hit the edges. Mm-hmm. I ain't think he knew shit about edges. Okay. And he folded that thing. He did. He did a good job. And I was shocked until I thought about it. What? Well, think about it. No. Any man that's been eating pupusa since he was six, he <laughs> should know what to do with a sheet. <laughs> I Katie, the math is mathing. That's all I'm saying. If you got, if you, what? You eating pupusa that don't belong to you. You eating, you eating a neighbor's pupusa. Hey! Hey. <laughs> All right, what are we, seven? All right, move on. <laughs> Who's next? All right, Katie, did Saweetie sleep with Offset or no? No. You sure? Damn it. Are you sure? I mean, because initially I thought it was little Baby. Let's reset. All right. Migos broke up. <laughs> now it's Quavo and Takeoff. Of course. For some reason, they're not rocking with Offset. Mm. Back in the day, Quavo and Saweetie were together. I had made some comments about Saweetie being a bit of an opportunist. I wasn't sure about her. I got attacked for it. I was right. That's not here nor there. What? You remember that? I mean, yeah, but the part you said you was right. What? How the fuck you was right? Katie, if she slept with little baby. We don't, I, I don't believe she did. There was a whole picture. She was sitting on his lap. So that could be after the fact. She did a whole interview after trashing Quavo with her ex-boyfriend. Okay, she was very subtle with that. She never said anything and gave no answers. She was very classy in her interview. Fine. Apparently... It's still pending on if I was right or not. Okay. However, she took a picture with Lil Baby, who was the homie of Quavo, correct? Yes. While they were not publicly broken up yet, correct? Yes. And that's not sweet, correct? Eh. Okay, that's 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 also to be debated. I'll say yes on that. Oh, uh, it's fine. But Quavo now drops a new single with Takeoff. Of course, as his cousin. It's the Migo. And <laughs> In the song, he says if she wanted to smash the homie, all she had to do was ask, and we would have let that happen. So obviously, Twitter goes crazy. Half of the people are saying, hey, that was Lil Baby. We already knew about that because Lil Baby and Quavo were friends. Other half of Twitter is saying, now that's starting to add up because Quavo did a whole interview where he said the reason they don't rock with Offset anymore is because he wasn't loyal, and we only rock with loyalty. And he made it a point to say... Our breakup or split had nothing to do with the record label, the music, or create or creativity. Had everything to do with the fact he wasn't loyal. Now, I do believe that if Quavo did not mean for people to take it as if Offset and Saweetie had a thing, he wouldn't jump in front of it because, hey, it's selling records, right? Exactly. So we don't know. Let's just be clear because with a lot of things I've read online, I want to be very clear about times when we are doing our job. Mm, mm-hmm. We weren't there. No. We don't know. I don't know any of these people personally, but let's just talk. Hypothetically. Of course. Did Sweetie sleep with Offset? No. Why not? Here's why. If Sweetie has slept with Offset and Cardi B found this out, Offset will be done. Why do you believe that? 
because I don't think Cardi B would have tolerated him publicly sleeping with another woman in that industry. That's where I think Cardi would be like, you know what? Done. Yes, you cheated on me once. I forgave you. Blah. But if you cheat on me with someone who's also in the industry that's a public figure as well, that'll make me look worse as a woman. And I'm not going to stand up for that. I think, honestly, they're in a good place in their marriage. I think that she forgave him for his past acts of crime. And I think they're a better place. I think the reason why they don't F with each other is because Cardi B is in Offset's ear. Like, bro, you don't need them type of thing. I think it's his woman telling him that you don't need to be bothered with this because of X, Y, Z, Z, Y, X. And he's listening to his woman. So he separated himself from those three. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with Sweetie. Do you think she slept with Lil Baby? It may be a possibility. Why was she on his lap, um, Danny, if they didn't sleep together? Just because she liked the attention. And but, I'll tell but, you why. But you, but no, you I'll know, tell you why. Whoa, you whoa. know that's your man friend. Yeah, I'll tell you You why. know that, right? Mm-hmm. And you still taking that risk for a guy you ain't sleeping with? All no. Right, I'll talk to no, him. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I'm when listening. I was a junior in college, right? I was with my ex at the time. We were together. We were actually living together. Were y'all exes at the time? No, we were together. No, at it was the my time. girlfriend. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, my ex at... Uh, your ex now, your girl my ex at the now, time. But my girlfriend at the time, right? Got it. Mm-hmm. I was with my girlfriend. I was a junior year of college. And um, I went to a party. I was like, yo, babe, you want to come to this party with me? She's like, no, you have a great time tonight. I was like, all right, cool. So I went out to this party with another sorority sister of mine. And this party had a lot of dudes there and stuff. And I was loving the attention they were giving me. They were like, oh, my gosh, you're so fine, blah, blah, blah. Like, everybody in there was on my dick that night. Okay. It was and, your night. And that attention... Yeah, I loved. Even though I knew I knew Babe was at home, uh-huh. that attention, I fucking loved. So there was this one dude who was like, "Yo, I'm just telling you, just 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 come rock with me." Da da da. I was like, "No, no, I'm taking. I got a girlfriend." No, he's like, "I'm. Oh man, just just sit on my lap. Just just right." Well, yeah, I've I've heard and, I've heard guys get this one off. In my head, I was like, "I'll be the tease," because I knew wholeheartedly I didn't want him. I didn't want anything to do with him. I did like the attention. Mm. And I was like, I would love to tease him and be like, aha, you think you can get this, but you can't. Uh. So I sat on his lap. Okay. Now my sorority sister at the time took a picture and sent it to my girlfriend at the time. Mm. Was she looking out for her homie or was it hate on you? How'd you take it? Both. Okay. Uh, So I like sat on his lap for like five seconds. I was like, aha, bye. Right. And I was like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. that was cute. You got what you wanted. I don't want you. Right. Right. Because I felt like I was in control of that situation. Little did I know that she took a picture in that moment and had sent it to my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend was like, why did you think this was cute? Why did it blah? It looked bad. Honestly, it did. And in the moment, I sh- probably shouldn't have done it. Katie, it but was I just bad. What do you mean it looked bad? It was I know, bad. I know. But at the same time, it's not because I wanted him. So if I'm sitting on his lap, it wasn't because I wanted him. So you, yes, you may catch a moment where I'm sitting on someone's lap, but it yeah. doesn't mean I want them. All right, so teaching moment, right? I've known this situation to happen frequently. And what maybe some men miss is what you just said of it was a teasing moment. I didn't want him. I didn't want her. Whatever the case, it was just that. But, you know, to your partner, you know, that don't matter. Yeah. Right? Like, it's the principle. You're sitting on another individual's lap who's not mine. I don't care if you're teasing. I don't care what you're doing. Especially if that's my guy. And we're public figures? I have to leave you now. You ruined our relationship. Because the optics of it are so much worse than you was just teasing. And that's a moment of immaturity. 
yes, the optics look bad, but I wouldn't take it that she slept with him only because I put myself in that same situation where I was just doing it just because I wanted the attention. Okay. I learned something there. Now, what do you think Offset actually did then if you don't think it's that? Honestly, the only thing I think of is Cardi B. It's Cardi. It's Cardi. You blame Cardi. I wouldn't blame her per se. Like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, she's like, I don't want to blame her in a negative way. I just feel like she's trying to bring him out of that. Whatever the group was, she... She I feels think like it no longer serves him. Yes. So she's trying to keep him out of Migos the same way she's trying to keep Jamie Foxx out of her party. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> RSVP, bitch. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> it's Jamie Foxx. Okay, now you're putting a human being right. to a higher statue. Yeah, I am. You're right. Every and, once and- in a while... No, it shouldn't be that way. If you're going to treat everybody equal, no, I don't care who the fuck you are. No, if you don't no. RSVP in my party, you're not getting in my party. Katie, we're not doing this because we're switching roles I'm right not, here. I'm not. Every week, I'm, not I'm the guy no. who comes in no. here and tells you I don't give a damn about celebrity. I don't care about nobody. Everybody is human. I don't want to hear none of that. But you know how I feel about Jamie Foxx. I know, and that's why he's not invited to my party. If you didn't fucking RSVP, we ain't got space for you, bro, and your 10 people and your Nike yeah, sweatshirt. Five, from what nah. I heard. Or even you got five. five. So what? You had a Nike sweet Jamie Foxx. RSVP, bro. It's my part. If if I ask for an RSVP, it's for a reason. It's not just because and shits and giggles and you think, oh, I'm Jamie Foxx. No, you're a regular human being who happens to be a cool person. Now, if you ain't RSVP, get your ass on. All right. I might forget the RSVP to one of your parties. And I might be in a little sweatshirt. If you tell them to turn no, me away. don't do that. Don't do that. Because you, you, it's different with you. Like, Katie, I'm I'm, close to first you. of all, I'm going to call your mama. Wait, see. <laughs> and I know, and she in the party. I don't, so I'm still going to get in. I don't think Cardi B and Jamie Foxx are like brother and sister. Yeah, though. nah, you're right. I don't yeah. think they like that. I mean, they're cool, but yeah, they ain't that close. Maybe I, I assume that everyone in... The culture has a different level of respect for Jamie Foxx than yeah. they probably should. Like, I'm not going to front. There's 90% of the people in the world, I'm on your side. 100%. You ain't RSVP. You ain't dressed appropriately. You got too many people with you. You pulled up. Nah, he never dress, honestly. He's, he's yeah, I mean, me. I'm doing that for 90% of people. For me. I think maybe everybody has their 10%, right? Like, you're not turning Jay-Z down. I don't care how many people he was with. I don't care what he was wearing. Only, you're not only turning Beyonce around. No, you're no. you going to turn Hove around? Over Beyonce, yeah. I ain't going to lie. You're going to turn Jay-Z around from Somebody your party got because he got on a Nike sweatsuit? Are you no, kidding me? No, not because he has a Nike sweatsuit. No, his attire would not matter. If he didn't RSVP, I'm Katie, going to humble you today. You wouldn't give a shit. No, if no, you no, RSVP, no, no. because if they would Beyonce, say Jay-Z is here with six people. They wouldn't tell you who he was with. You don't know who is in the entourage. You don't know. You would say Beyonce first over Jay-Z. You would leave with Beyonce. I'm not turning either one of them Unless around. Blue is I'm not turning. <laughs> I'm not turning Rihanna around. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't think I'm turning Drake around. Okay. Damn sure I'm not turning Barack or Michelle around. Oh, hell no. It's just certain people. I'm not turning around. I don't I care already... what they wear or, or RSVP. Like, okay. Mav Hoffa, a battle rapper. He has a really, really popular podcast where they talk in a barbershop and have a whole ton of different celebrities. And this was interesting. He had a Yayo. You know Yayo? Mm-hmm. G-Unit? Yep. He was on there with Uncle Murder, two rappers. And they couldn't smoke. He's like, yo, I don't let nobody smoke in here. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. Mm-hmm. 
And then Yayo was like, all right, see, I don't like this. I don't like when y'all do this. And he's like, why? He's like, because if Snoop came in here, you going to tell Snoop he can't smoke? That's his thing. And he's n- you're not going to tell you Snoop he can't smoke. You got to keep it the same. Some people only respect when you keep the same energy. I understand both sides of it. I really do. But he had a valid point because Math was like, I, I can't. Fr- if Snoop say he going to come do your podcast, you're going to let him. And you're damn sure not going to tell him he can't smoke. That man has smoked in the White House. He done smoked on sets of everything he has done. He done smoked with Martha Stewart. He done smoked on movie sets where he told 50, yo, yo, stop playing with me like that. 50 has told these stories. I tried to tell Snoop, chill. He's like, and then 50's like, well, I tried. You know, you ain't going to tell Snoop that. So Yayo's thing was keep the same energy. If you wouldn't have done that to Beyonce, why you do that to me? And again, I get both sides. Because one side is like, yeah, between Beyonce. The other side is like, but you are still a prominent member of not only society, but of this whole Hollywood thing we do. Okay. And you are most certainly top 10 in black culture ever. If Jamie Foxx has the RSVP, then so does Beyonce. You would never keep that energy if Beyonce showed up. But I I respect it. Katie, I would be willing to bet Somebody has to humble these people. Somebody has to humble these people. I would bet everything ever. I don't give a damn what the circumstances are. You are never turning Beyonce down from your party. If I had to keep the same energy, I'm sorry. It's going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I would love to see it. Who's next? All right, so Draymond Green punched his teammate in the face. Yo, okay. He's home? Damn. He walked up to him like... Oh. Draymond Whoa. Green is a professional basketball player. He plays for the Golden State Warriors, the world champion Golden State Warriors, on mm. the same team as Steph Curry, who mm. is personally my favorite NBA player. Mm. That's irrelevant because the uh, the uh, charade was between Draymond and another teammate whose name is Jordan Poole. And if you are not a sports fan, to give you some kind of um, understanding of this situation, the Warriors are a bit of a dynasty at this point. Yes, absolutely. There will, there will be documentaries made about them. For sure. Draymond is a very intricate part of that dynasty. He's not one of the better players if you're looking at skill and ability. Mm. That typically goes to Steph and Clay Thompson. Yep. And when Kevin Durant was there, KD. But, but he's an important part with what he does bring to the team. In the bigger pr- picture. Like, For sure. Overall, yes. Jordan Poole is a newer guy. Newer mm-hmm. addition, which was a very important part last year mm-hmm. in winning the title. There have been rumors that he starting to feel himself a little bit, got a new contract, and had a little bit of attitude around the way. Mm. Now, the team has come out and said this is not true. So we don't know what the real is on that. But an altercation happened. We didn't really know what it was until the video was leaked. Now, the video was leaked by somebody in-house, in which, allegedly, that person was offered $2.5 million from TMZ Mm -hmm. in order to release the actual video of Draymond punching his teammate Jordan Poole in the face. Now, Draymond Green is not really being penalized at all. There's no suspension. There's no fine. He's going to rejoin the team today. He did. They separated him from the team, which was a mutual decision, according to the coach. And that was really it. Just separated them. No fine, no suspension, no nothing, which in a lot of people's eyes is a bit wild because last 
time Draymond got into an altercation with a teammate, it was Kevin Durant when Kevin Durant was there. And obviously, KD is a extremely important part of any team he's on. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even physical. Those were just words. And he got suspended and fined for that. Mm-hmm. For pretty much telling him, fuck you, we don't need you. Now, he done punched this young boy in the face. Put him to sleep. Blocked him. Nothing happens. Now, I know how that looks to me if I'm Jordan Poole. That speaks volumes of who you value more. Well, how do you feel about this entire situation? I think that there should be some consequence. You know, whether whether it was publicly put out there or not, like even if it was still behind the scenes and we didn't know, right? We didn't know, they knew. And I feel like the way that he approached Homeboy, no matter what words were exchanged, you didn't need to act out like that. Yeah. So there should be at least like at least a fine. I don't think it should be anything like super drastic, but some something. Well, I, while I can't disagree with you on that at all, I do think that there should have been a more of a consequence. You got to at least pretend like you give a shit about Joe and Pooh in this situation. Like you care about that player, yeah. I do feel torn on the overall situation, though. Because, you know, people came down really hard on Draymond, and I completely mm-hmm. get it, right? Because violence is obviously never the answer, especially at this point in his life, this point in his career. You should be able to control your emotions a lot better. And I never, never like to see somebody go at a teammate. However, I do also understand that in the grand scheme of things, this is not um rare. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a common occurrence, according to people who have played in the NBA. Yeah. Locker room fights happen. Which that makes sense. Happens all the time. When you watch the video, I don't know what words were exchanged. I know Draymond ran, you know, approached him. And Jordan Poole pushed him first. So I don't think Jordan did anything wrong with pushing him because if somebody get in your space, you got to get him out your space. Mm -hmm. I do think Jordan should have put his hands up or he should have prepared for some type of altercation to happen. Once you push somebody... In my mind, the way I grew up, now it's a fight. Exactly. Either you're going to hit me or I'm going to hit you. And you should always be the person who hits the other person first. But you don't believe that your teammate is going to rock your shit like that. No. And obviously he was wrong, and that that looked personal. Like, there's ways you fight your brother or your sister that you're not necessarily going. Trying to hurt them, hurt them. That looked a little personal to me. Mm-hmm. That's the part that would bother me if I was Jordan. Um, But I will say this, though. Because I have to keep the same energy. We just finished mm-hmm. talking about that. There was a time when I got on this podcast and I've said, hey, I'm not saying that this makes it right. I'm just being realistic here. There's a separation between these generations where a lot of my generation looks at the younger generation like, boy, they get away with a lot. Mm-hmm. As far as the disrespect, the mouth, yeah. a lot of the things that are said to you, especially in a workplace. Yeah. You're like, I couldn't, I couldn't talk like this. Out my, I couldn't disrespect my elders like this because there were consequences. We come from that. I think there, there was a point in the NBA when it was just certain ways. You, you just had to respect the people who had came there before you mm-hmm. when they had done certain things and who had accomplished certain things and who were now not only paving the way but bringing you along so that you can now be a part of this journey. And if you talk to me all kind of crazy, then yeah. you might get punched in your face. And I said that someday, and I hope this doesn't happen, but somebody's going to restore the feeling. And this kind of happened on the heel of the Will Smith situation. Someday somebody is going to restore the feeling of you got to watch what you say about people. I'm not saying that makes it right, 
I'm just saying, look at not Justin LeBoy, the other one. They were accusing Justin LeBoy of stealing all of these jokes and everybody loving him when half the time he either stole the meme from somebody else or he uh, someone else wrote it. And then there's the other one. Drewski. Drewski. That's what I said. I was like, Drewski? He called, I think it was NBA Young Boy's girl or wife. Yes. A yeah. bitch. Yeah, that was Drewski. He was like, yo, she that bitch looked like me. Yeah. See, we living in this world where today it's like that generation thinks it's okay to talk about another man's wife like that in public. You can't say that. You can't call my girl or my wife a bitch and then say she looks like you, who's a man. And ugly. And think, when I see you, we're not going to discuss this. Then it goes, but I'm a comedian. Why do you think that man gives a fuck? Mm -hmm. So I say that because he did that to NBA young boy. Why would we think a young boy in the NBA is different? (laughs) It's it's me. I know. I I got it every week. I I got to show you. I know. Like... (laughs) So I'm torn because I'm like, Draymond, you can't do that, my guy. You can't punch your teammate in the face. You can't go over there and treat the young boy like that. You out of pocket. You are way out of bounds. At the same time, I remember being the guy saying, hey, one of these OGs going to restore the feeling. Y'all keep running around here playing with them like that with your mouth. And what did they do? Rock-a-bye, baby. Now, I don't know how we going to still do the three-man weave after you done. (laughs) Katie. Nah. Nah, it's not going to be the same. Nah, it's no way. It's not going to be the same. It's no way. There's no way in hell it's going to be the same. I just show up after you just rock my shit? Yeah, no. And the team clearly showed them. Yeah. We respect you. Mm Mm-hmm. But they ain't even dipped their foot in the pool of suspending Draymond. No. Because he's not Jordan. I'm still borrowing. I I, I, I know. I realize. I'm like, wait a second. All right. Because they, they stuck with Draymond because it's about the green. All Ultimately. Right. All right. No, because right. he wasn't Couldn't, a warrior. Yeah, I know. All right. Why do you keep playing on words? I don't know. Hey, listen, man. Everybody on the Warriors just need to find some good pupusa. <laughs> a good soaking wet pupusa. Man, find you some good pupusa. That doesn't belong to Aisha, because that's what happened to LeBron in the Cavs. What? All right. No, because the dude from the Celtics. Oh, all right. Never mind. Who's next? Breaking news. What? This is a lot going on right now. What the fuck? Genuine almost drowned, but he's okay. That's why it's funny. He's all right. He just released a video. How? Huh? How? Well, apparently he did some kind of underwater stunt with Chris Angel. Yes, and he did the little shoulder. He did the shoulder move under there, and um, apparently it didn't go so well. They say he passed out underwater, Katie. Yeah. What? I don't know why he's underwater. I don't know why he's with Chris Angel. I don't know, but I wasn't going to comment on it because I didn't know if he was okay, but he just did an Instagram post saying that the episode is coming out soon, and he's still the same OG. So... Same old <laughs> Yes. Yeah. He's, he's quite all right. <laughs> um, and did you see the uh, viral video of the dude in the courtroom telling the deputy? Mm-mm. You didn't see this? No. It's a viral video. Mm-hmm. It's Christina Court, I believe. Okay. She's the judge. Right. You know how you have a deputy? Yeah. And so the judge was saying to him, 
you know, something about marriage. And he was like, I don't know if I want to be married. And the judge looked at the deputy and said, he's, he's been married 20-some years. How long have you been married? And he was like, 20-plus years. And then dude was like, yeah, but you don't look happy, bro. Nah, mm-mm. You don't look happy, my brother. And then it was kind of funny. The whole right. courtroom was laughing. And it didn't age well because, well, the deputy ended up shooting his wife. So, no. No. tragic story and tragic event, but that video is going viral right now. So proof that he really wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. See, listen to people. I'm talking that marriage shit to people who don't want to be married now. Mm-mm. Who's next? I met Marlon Wayne's about three times. One of the times you were there, Katie. You remember? Yeah, I, I. Very I interesting experience each time. <laughs> Most of those things, I'll keep to myself. Okay. However, Marlon just did an interview. Mm-hmm. Someone. And apparently that old Big and Pac picture. Yes. Famous one. Yes. They got the bandanas on and in all it, that. Yep. Middle fingers. Marlon is in that picture. In the corner. In right? the corner. Yep. He was there. It was after they filmed Above the Rim, him and Tupac. Mm-hmm. He spoke about how when he went there, Biggie was performing and Pac got up there and performed and it was a night and they were smoking weed. It was a great time. Now that part of it was cool. But the part where I started to feel away about the fact that I've met him three times and you've met him once, so you were involved in this. Mm-hmm. He said that he was with Big 20 minutes before he died. Mm-hmm. Saw him, he hugged him. Yo, good to see you. Big told him, yo, you and your family out here killing it. Y'all legends. He said 20 minutes later, he heard gunshots. Big didn't make it. And he said, ironically, he was also with Pac. 20 minutes before he died. He said that him and Pac met. They gave each other fives. And then he got in the car with Omar Epps. He went his way. Pac got in the other car. Kind of looked at him like, damn, I wish I was going with y'all. And he said that was the same day that Pac lost his life. So Marlon was there both times. So you're telling me that the Wayans are murderers? Yeah, at least the Grim Reaper. <laughs> so I don't know. At both times? Both times. That's what How he said. are you there on both accounts at both times? And That's kind of wild. That's eerie. Very. That's very eerie. And that's why I don't know if there's a time limit. Suspicious. I met this man three times, Kate. I done played with my fate. Clearly. I ain't never met Damon, Keenan, Ivory. What's his sister name? I forgot. Kim. 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 I haven't met Kim. There's another brother, too. Sean. Sean. Yeah. Right? That's scary. That is. Hmm. You think we all right? Because you say he wasn't funny. You say he was trash. <laughs> that night. Somebody. Oh, wait. I'm not going to lie. I thought you was going to deny it. All right, never no. mind. No. you went crazy <laughs> just now. All right, moving on. Who's next? All right, Diddy and Mace. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. A lot of people know Sean Puffy, Diddy Combs, Love. Whatever he wants to call himself. One half of the city girl's boyfriend, mm-hmm. sugar daddy. Carisha. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Mr. Carisha, whatever we call him. All right. But Diddy has had this beef with, like, all of these artists forever. Everybody knows that it's well-documented. If you're not familiar, basically, they have made Diddy seem like he was just taking money from people forever, right? I mean, the list goes on and on. Mace, Black Rob, Biggie, uh, anybody that was on the Bad Boy label, really. Craig Mack, Loon. A lot of these people have passed away, so you can't really get their accounts of the story anymore. Mm-hmm. 
But Diddy was on a breakfast club, and he came out and said, I'm, I'm ready to do a tell-all. I'm ready to do a documentary and really tell my side of the story because I've never taken anything from anybody. That's his side. Mace has come out and said, yo, you're a liar. You put everything in your mother's name so that we can't pursue you about it, but you've been stealing forever. Mm-hmm. We don't know the truth. It's all alleged. Whatever. But there is one situation that I think is debatable. Mace once said that Diddy went on a, prom- a promo tour where he basically told all of the artists, you're doing this for promo. You're not getting paid. But behind the scenes, he actually signed a contract to where he gets paid for the tour, but they don't. Now, legally, legally, he did nothing wrong. Because if he put money up to make the promo tour happen and then received money and told them they weren't getting paid and they signed a contract to do it anyway, legally, he did nothing wrong. Right. So according to some people that I'm speaking to behind the scenes, that's a lot of the technicalities that allowed Diddy to get away with what he got with. Hmm. Businessman. Right. But morally, is he wrong? Morally. It's a tough call because it's like these men sign these contracts. They're grown men. You didn't force them to do it. At the same time, he didn't have to be the kind of guy that would say, I know I'm getting over on y'all, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's business. You're using business as an excuse, right? You know what you're doing wholeheartedly in your heart of hearts, what you're doing. But you're like, because I can use as an excuse, it justifies what I'm doing, even if I feel like it's wrong in my heart of hearts. So you use business in order to feel... Better about yourself. But ultimately, you still have no integrity. Yep. I agree. Who's next? All right, are you mad or no? Yeah. (laughs) You always be ready to be mad. (laughs) I got a homeboy who, him and his girlfriend get a lot of tattoos. Okay. That's their thing. They popping like that. They go get tattoos all the time. They got tattoos of each other. It's a whole thing. Each other? Yeah. He knows as a curse. Yeah, they both know. Okay. They both are weird. They don't care, and I don't get in people's business. Mm-hmm. I just talk about people's business. I don't get in it. Okay, that's fine. So he brought a scenario to me that I thought was interesting. One time in the beginning of their relationship, his girl sent him a picture of a new tattoo that she got, and it was like in the middle of her breast, kind of like... R- Rihanna. Yeah, kind of right. like Reese. And it's nice. It's a nice tattoo. But the picture that she sent, you know, she had a, a breast covered up with something, but obviously she had to lift her shirt up in order to get this tattoo. Mm-hmm. So he told me that took him a while to get over because he felt the way. In that... He wanted them out? No, he didn't want them out. Oh. He didn't want them out at all. He was like, all right, hold up. Like, this is cool that you went and got this tattoo. Because they would go get tattoos and not really tell each other. Like, yo, I'm in Mexico with the girls. I just got a tattoo. And he'd be like, yo, I'm in DR with the guys. I just got one. And they would send it to each other. And it was always cool. He said, except for the one time when... He realized that she had to expose herself a little bit to get the tattoo. He felt the way. Like, damn, for that one, I would have expected a little bit of a phone call. Like, And he said, I only would have expected that from her because of the way that she treats me. Where you be going? Why you don't do this? Why you don't do that? Why that? Why this? He said he felt like, damn. But when you went and you had it, if like, he was like, yo, if I got something on my upper thigh and they had to see a little bit of dick, I would have hit you first. You all right with this? She didn't do that. But he really didn't say anything because he felt like, I can't. But he was pissed. And he was like, he asked me, how would I feel as a guy? And I thought that was an interesting scenario. Now, if that is a dynamic of your relationship, like where he says that if I'm going to get a tattoo of my upper thigh, 
And I know that if some of my dick may be exposed, I would let my woman know ahead of time. And that's y'all's thing. Then, of course, it makes sense that he would expect the same of her. But if mm-hmm. it's something that they had never discussed, she's like, oh, I just got a tattoo. You can't be mad. But if it's something that you all discussed and you mutually wanted the respect, then, yeah, I can see why he's upset. If you never discussed it, is it kind of an unwritten rule that if I know I'm going to have to expose a, an important body part, one of those, whatever that is for you, to, to a stranger in order for something to happen, whether that's a tattoo, a piercing, whatever the case, like, do you owe it to your partner to say, hey, I'm about to go get my nipples pierced? If that's something that we've never discussed, no, I don't owe it to you. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want mm-hmm. that person who pierced my nipples. I want you. It shouldn't matter if it's something that you've never expressed would bother you. Mm. If it's something that you never expressed would ever bother you and mm-hmm. I go out and do it, it shouldn't bother you. All right, I'm going to be completely honest here. Old me would have felt away and said something. New me would feel away and not say anything. But I ain't going to lie, I would feel away. Why, though? If we're in that kind of relationship, like we that deep in it, and to have to know that another man picked up your breast and, like, poked something through your nipple and you didn't at least give me a heads up that that was going to happen, I wouldn't say anything because I wouldn't feel like I have the right to. Like, I would just be like, oh, okay, that's cool. But part of me would kind of feel like, damn. So would you feel you some type of way? me. Okay, would you feel some type of way if her doctor is a male OBGYN and... Every year he goes through and checks her hoo-ha for shits and giggles. <laughs> Wait, is he checking it for her health or no, for shits and giggles? No, he's checking it for her health. Because, yes. Okay, well, <laughs> no, no, she no, just there on a Tuesday? No, no, no. <laughs> you damn right. I feel he, he's, he's, he's checking it for her annual. That's her male doctor. Um, Probably not. Probably not because one is necessary. That's health. Like, you don't have a choice in that. You didn't have to go get your nipples pierced. And have your breast out all at a shop with another guy. Nipples is less intrusive than going in a woman's vagina. Yeah, though. but one is necessary. You wow. have to do that. Okay. We don't have a choice in that. And if you prefer a man for whatever reason, okay, cool. That's your thing. If it's up to me, I'm signing you up. To do it. It's a woman? Yes. You know there's gay women. Hello. <laughs> Just can't win. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm genuinely trying to be more understanding of that situation as a man because I'm not the jealous type. I'm not the I'm not the controlling type at all. At the same time, I guess I would feel like if I was going to get, well, I, I, it's just different for a man because I wouldn't do that. But like, if I just for whatever reason was going to have my nuts out somewhere, I would probably be like, "Hey, babe, let me run this by you real quick." Mm-hmm. Just because I don't want, you know what I mean? Exactly. I don't want no smoke. And that's what I'm saying. I think that as a couple, that's something that you all should have established beforehand. Like, you should know your partner and what's going to make your partner uncomfortable. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you know without a shadow of doubt that's going to make them uncomfortable, have a conversation with them about it beforehand. So what date am I supposed to say, hey, babe, if you happen to take your nipples out for another man for any reason at all, just kind of run it by me. You know, the fourth date or something like that. That's Look. like a fourth date conversation. <laughs> yeah. Look. Let me tell you about myself. All right, look, this is how I feel. If you gonna have your papoose out, all I'm saying, I mean, it better not be soaking wet. (laughs) But you wouldn't be mad in this situation. No, if it's something that we had talked about, no, I wouldn't be mad. But if you didn't talk about it, you would. Yes, got it. Who's next? I tweeted a week. Tweet tweet. I saw a tweet that said, "I was fucking my coworker for a week, and she asked for eight hundred dollars." 
and I was confused, like, we got the same job. You know I don't got it. Wait, there's so many things wrong with that sentence that you just said. First of all, you're fucking your coworker. Now your coworker's asking you for $800. First of all, is she a prostitute? Are you a pimp named Slickback? Second of all, y'all know how much... Wait, 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 wait. What? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Like, cause y'all I been mean, there. it's funny. I remember working at Best Buy and she talking about, let's go to the steak place around the corner. What? Yo, I work in computers. You, you work in Geek Squad. <laughs> if we put our shit together, we're not coming up with steak money. All right? Unless you're going to fix a computer in that bitch. <laughs> what steak you think we walking away with here? We have the same job. I've been there. Who do you think I steak money? We both got the same job. She told me you got a second job that she, <laughs> she don't know about. All right, I saw another tweet. It said, weed man. I got to pick up my kids from school. Me. I already got them. Where you at? <laughs> yeah. Nah, I got your kids. Nah, because nah, the weed man different today. Me. Don't avoid me. Yo, nah, back in the day, weed man had nothing else to do with his life. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. Any time of the day you hit them, nowadays they got boom, another boom, job. Boom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They got kids. They got a wife. They go on vacation. The weed man different today. You got to schedule an appointment. I don't like that. Now, see, you want this from Jamie Foxx. You want the weed man. <laughs> Yo, there was a day when Jamie Foxx and the weed man was always good. Yeah, it was in Ray. So, <laughs> you just get your appointment. All right, last tweet. I saw a tweet that was um, Akon and his two brothers. He got brothers? Yeah. Actually, you didn't see it? That's why Convict Music came together like that? Yeah. They, they, yeah. I did not know he had brothers, like, honestly. Nah, when he said nobody want to see us together, but it don't matter, he was talking about his brothers. Nah. <laughs> you don't believe that? <laughs> you see his brothers? Look, that's his brothers. So somebody showed a picture of Akon and his two brothers. <laughs> okay, you can't laugh already. It's just, wait a minute. No, you can't. No, no don't try to hide that you're laughing because I'm telling everyone. <laughs> No, why are you laughing at the picture of Akon and his brothers? Wait, because you think it's funny now. Just wait. Wait. They posted a picture of Akon and his two brothers, and it said Akon admits to using his brothers as body doubles when he was overbooked on shows. Yo. And somebody retweeted and said, B-Con and C-Con wouldn't have fooled me. Oh, hell no. Wait. They called him Bobby Schmurda. Now, before wait, before y'all cancel us for talking about Akon, he has three wives, and he said that the women in his country are the only women that he would deal with because they know how to treat a man, and that American women are trash. That came out of Akon's mouth. I did not say it, so if you're going to cancel me for talking about Akon, well then, hey, that's what you're canceling me for. Look at his brothers. Don't do that. With what, Katie? No. No. No? No? All right. Don't worry about it. I'm shocked Michael Blackson wasn't a part of that group. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Stop, because you know he think he's funny. <laughs> I tell you his ass. All right. All right. Don't worry about it. All right. Who's next? Note of the week. <laughs> Katie. Hmm? Music lied to me. Soul Child, he said love. He did say so that. So many things. First of all, I'm mad that you knew that I was talking about music, Soul Child. <laughs> you didn't fall for it thinking I was talking about music. Nah, of course not. You know what music like, and I, you know I love music. Mm-hmm. I've always loved music. 
And he be at City Winery. He be popping. We be turning up in the same place. Mm-hmm. I love love, though. I love the one about his best friend. Mm. I love all his joints. Buddy. But you know what song? Buddy was fire. Come on now. You know what song I used to love? What? Not stop playing. No. That's still fire. Teach me how to love. Mm. I mean, from beginning to end. That song is so fire, right? Mm-hmm. Then I grew up a little bit. Uh-oh. I matured. <gasps> Katie. Here we go. Ain't nobody got no fucking time to teach you shit. <laughs> that man is out of his mind. What do you mean teach you how to love? I started really thinking about this. Show me the way. Okay. Show me the way. Like, to surrender your heart? Yo, you're in your 30s. Girl, I just don't know. You, you don't know. Well, I got to teach you that. Your mama should have taught you this. You don't have sisters. You don't have exes. People always complain. I got to be the girl or the guy to get you right for the next girl or the next guy. When you get to a certain place in your life and you enter a relationship with somebody, this the playoffs. I ain't got time to teach you how to shoot a jumper. He wants somebody to teach him because for the longest, he was in the friend zone. He was like, look. You could be my buddy. It'd be cool. Yeah. You know, I'm half crazy going over you, but you're not crazy over me. Love that I want you. Like, imagine, majority of his songs is chasing a woman. Katie, he's talking about, I'm not trying to pressure you. You should have been. You should have been. If you couldn't stop thinking about her, you should have been trying to apply pressure, dummy. Okay, that's true. No, don't ask me to teach you now. I ain't got no time for this. The championship is in two months. When you get in your 30s, you don't start in the beginning of the season no more. We start at the beginning of the playoffs. We're entering couple season right yes. now as we speak. You know what I'm saying? I'm NBA young boy. This is couple. You don't go to the NBA and be like, yo, y'all got to teach me something. No. Nah. How'd you get here? Yeah. How did you even enter my heart? Mm. And now I got to teach you how to love me? Mm. Women don't even want you to not know where you're going to take them on a date. Mm. They don't even like for you to be like where you want to go. No, oh, you're supposed that. to be like, be ready at 8.30, queen. This is where we're going. I'm going to pick you up. So if you don't think she want to teach you how to take her out, what in the hell make you think she going to actually want to teach you how to love? Sure, already know. Man name should be Music Soul Man. <laughs> That's his problem. Fucking kid. Damn, child. <laughs> I'm saying. They all they was lying. I feel this way about a few other songs, too. I'm going to get to it. Don't worry about it. Uh-uh. Nah, Joe to see, a lot of them was wilding, Katie. But no, uh, I don't not think. Not cry for you. <laughs> I don't think you should be asking another grown individual to teach you how to love. I used to love that song and feel like, yeah, I want to meet a woman and tell her, like, teach me. No. A woman does not want to teach you. See? Especially at her grown age. No. So I was right. Yeah. All right, say less. Who's next? Question of the week. This, this right here, is my sweat. No. Oh. This is where I get canceled. Oh shit. You ready? Skirt. (laughs) (laughs) Let's turn it up in here, Katie. Oh damn. All right. (sighs) All right. I want to ask you a genuine question that I think a lot of men would love to have a platform and ask a woman. Yep, it's never good when it starts like that. Mm-mm. But if I'm going to be honest, truly honest, in a moment of transparency, back when I used to somewhat allow 
comments from strangers or from listeners or from fans or from supporters or from haters or from whoever bother me. The only comment that I think truly, truly bothered me to my core, if I'm being honest, it wasn't when they talked about my family. It wasn't when they told me I was a gross human being. It wasn't when they told me all this other trash you hear. It was when, for whatever reason, and it wasn't a lot, but a few women would say that they felt woman bashing was happening on my podcast. And again, this wasn't often. Mm-hmm. But because of the fact that you know this, how close I am to the women that I know, it made me wonder if they genuinely had a point. I was raised by women. I mean, my mom, my grandmothers, my great-grandmothers, my sisters, I've literally been surrounded and raised to this day by women, right? My best friends, most of them are women. My doctor, my therapist, my spiritual advisor, women. I am always most comfortable around women. And if I ever have a choice, I'm going to choose to be around women. I would much rather be double dutching back in the day than playing basketball because women were over there. Mm-hmm. When I would say these little comments, I used to be like, where are they getting this from? Like, where am I woman bashing? How could you even think that that's remotely possible about me with how highly I feel and think about women? Because... For me to have all of these women around me my entire life who love me and I love them back, something's wrong here. And I have to figure it out. And I never could. I got a message the other day. It was a long message. But a lot of it basically said there was a lot of drama surrounding you and your whole situation recently. And if I'm being honest, I fell on the other side of it. And then something said, go back and listen to Mo and In the Moment from day one. And a a lot of times I get a lot of messages from people saying, yo, fam, I found your podcast and I went back and listened to episode one and I listened to every single one. Like, it did that for me. Every time I see that, I'm blown away. I'm like, wow, that much of me? I don't know how you did that, but thank you. That's like the biggest compliment in the world. But even in her attempting to compliment me, she said, if I'm being honest in the beginning, there were times when I thought you were woman bashing. But now I think your podcast has been well-rounded and it's completely one of the best podcasts on the planet. So while I took her compliment and said, thank you, I also said she went back and said this same thing. And so I'm curious, do you want me to go first or you go first? No, you go first. Okay. Because I think I know what it is and I want you to tell me what you think it is. I went back and listened. Not to every episode, I had that kind of time, but I went back and listened to some of the episodes that I could and some of the episodes that were pointed out. Here's my take. The number one thing, I think for sure, when I first started my podcast, I was, uh, I was me. Mm. And I'm so New York. <laughs> oh, 100%. With my message, mm. right? It's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's very honest. Mm. Straight to the point. How did you know what I was going to say? Not pulling no punches. Nope. And I'm like that with every. Thing I talk about. Yep. It ain't like I just find that energy for women. I got that energy for men, women, family, friends, whomever. I am a New York kind of guy. Mm. It's aggressive. Very. I'll be honest, right? 
And you get thrown into the South, and it's a little different, right? Like the approach here is a little different. The way you express yourself, your demeanor, all of those things are a little different. And obviously, I had to spend some time in the South to adjust to this. Yeah. Which is not fully fair for me, because if you were a Southerner and you were to go to New York, you just might have to adjust too. Absolutely. Because it's just a different animal, right? So, of course, of course, this is not a man or a woman thing. Anybody who is not accustomed to hearing a message, especially one that resonates with them or hits a little close to home, and they ain't never been spoke to like that. They never had somebody give them the truth like that. They never had somebody willing to speak to them like that, the way we kind of spoke about that message last week. When I'm not telling you what you want to hear. I'm not going to put it in a nice little bowl for you. No. Nope. I don't owe you that. I'm going to tell you how I really feel because I'm not a coward. However you take it, that's on you. That's, that's what you are personally dealing with, right? I do believe, this is not an insult, that men are just a little more accustomed to hearing aggressive truths than women in most situations. Because I believe most good, even good fathers, like your approach to your daughter and your son might be a little different. Just a little different, right? Like when your son fall, get your ass up. Ain't no time for crying. Let's go. I don't want to hear none of that. If your daughter fall, you ain't treating her like that. If you did, people would look at you crazy. You kissing the boo-boo. I'm sorry, baby. Daddy loves you. You hold her up to the sun. Right? Chris Rock kind of said, yo, I, I, I don't really treat my daughter like that because if I do, my daughter's going to go out here and find out that the world don't love her like I do. So I don't give her that. Right? And it's a joke, and it's not a joke, and it's a whole thing. You could debate it, but that's not here nor there. I think that that got lost in my delivery at times. But I don't think that's all of it, if I'm being honest. Here's what I want you to tell me how you feel. Okay. If we were going to be transparent and honest on platforms Mm -hmm. as men and women, Mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about the trolls, let's almost envision a world where trolls don't matter. They're not there. We're talking about people who are speaking from genuine experience. Tell me if this is fair or not. I believe that women are allotted a little more patience whenever they decide to speak from hurt than when men do it. What I mean by that is, typically if a woman gets on a platform and says, this is my experience with men, whatever that experience may be, it may be that men ain't shit, men are dogs, men cheat, men this, men that. It's usually met with understanding more so than if a man were to do it. Because women understand, I've been there. Now, some guys will get defensive, but they shouldn't. Me, I receive that message as, that's her experience. I don't receive it as, she's man bashing. She's putting men down. I receive it like, yo, that's what she has experienced. And she may be speaking from a place of hurt. But as long as I don't take it personally, which I shouldn't, Maybe I can actually learn something because we said earlier, you can learn from someone who's smart. You can learn from someone who's stupid. You can learn from someone who's angry. You can learn from someone who's happy. There might be something in that message I can learn from, or I may look at it and go, if that is all of her experiences, then she should take a little bit of accountability for that because those are men you chose. 
at some point, you did choose him. So half of me feels that way. Half of me feels like I understand. However, if a man were to get on that platform, and I'm not talking about the men who just get on platforms and talk shit about women. We know who they are. Not them. But if a man gets on that same platform and goes, yo, these are my experiences with women. I've seen women do this wrong, that wrong, this and that, and I felt this and that. I don't think it's given the same amount of patience. It's more so received as you're a man basher. It's toxic masculinity. How dare you speak of women that way? Even if he is attempting to come from a place of hurt and not necessarily bashing. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Is that a double standard? And if you believe it is, why do you think so? It is a double standard. And the reason why I believe it's a double standard is because in today's world and society, we see it as that more men do more harm to women than women do harm to men. Because of that, we put women on a, I don't want to say higher pedestal, but it's easier to um, empathize with women because more men statistically or however you want to see it or however the society is, it's a man's world, right? Have historically done more harm to women. Historically, more men have done harm to women than vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, a lot of people do not want to extend the same grace to men as they do women. However, in today's time, I think men deserve the same grace women do have. Like, I, I think that. But because the society does not give men that same grace, it comes off differently. Because when you do go through something that a woman went through, you know, and you do want to express it, it's so quick for society to shut you down. And because of that, I feel like it builds up anger in those men who have gone through the same thing as women. And because of that, it leads to why may, why people, I think, um, may think that you like would be bashing women on your platform. And you're not necessarily bashing women on your platform. It's just your tone. Your tone of frustration comes out harsher than what people are ready to receive. And because of that, they see the frustration as bashing and anger instead of listening to what your frustration really is stemming from. Mm, so we agree there. Yeah. You see it the same way I saw it. Yeah, absolutely. I just think that this world needs to give men the same grace. Like, woman, man, whatever, human being who goes through, who goes through the same things. And when people start to recognize that and stop blaming men for everything, men as a whole gender for everything, yeah. which we get it how history is, but of course. there's a lot of men out there who aren't like that, and they're going through the same thing that women go through. They're experiencing the same thing. But because no one wants to listen to them, your anger is more built up, and it comes out more aggressively than it may should or whatever, but that's because no one's listening to you. And when no one listens to you, that's more frustrating than anything. When you're trying to say, I'm here, I'm going through, like, Queen, I understand, I'm going through the same thing as you, and no one wants to listen to me because I'm a man. Mm -hmm. I can get how that'd be frustrating. But I think the people who listen to the podcast and think that you're a woman bash is because they're not paying attention. They're listening to your tone instead of your message. And sometimes your tone can be more aggressive than it should be. But I feel like that's just how you are. Like, for me, I see that's just Mo and Mo. Like, was, your tone, that's you. New York, that's, that's just your tone. At the same time, if it wasn't that aggressive, would it go viral? Would anybody care? You see, because it's, no. it's like in certain instances, it's like, oh, he's talking. The passion comes and it with helps, your tone. Right. But if I if it were directed towards women, it would immediately go into he's bashing women. Yeah. Because I've noticed this. If a man comes out and says certain things that are directed towards women and you do genuinely mean it in a sense of I'm a man. 
I am trying to express to you as a woman how you could help me as a man. That's not always going to be received in the best light. But if that same exact message is presented from a woman, it's received way differently. I just heard it in, I got to find it. I'm going to try to find a clip and play it here. But it was a woman who was speaking to, I'm angry for men. Because she was speaking to how difficult it is as a man to be facing depression and what you have to deal with in the world and then what you have to go out and provide and how a lot of men feel like, damn, I'm only loved conditionally if I'm providing something, if I'm giving money, if I'm taking care of the home. Whereas when in times when I just need you to support me just as a human being because I am fucked up right now, I got to come home and deal with you attacking me as opposed to you loving me. And if a man delivers that message, it's like, here goes another man complaining. Whereas when the woman said it, it was like, she is spitting. And that's where the grace comes in. People are more receptive to what a woman says. No matter who the message is for, because she's a woman and I feel like she goes through more heartaches, I'm going to listen to her message, even if it is about a man. Because she understands a struggle that no one on this earth could possibly understand. So it's easier to listen to her than a man who barely even knows what childbirth feels like. You see what I'm saying? Like, I as someone see. on the outside, that's mm-hmm. Completely. that's why. And I, I hate it's like that. I, I do, too. Because I, I do want you to listen to that woman talk. Because when but, I listened, I got chills and I said, woof. But I also knew in the back of my head, man, if a man said that, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have listened to 30 seconds of that. But in a world where so much right now, especially right now, Right now, a lot of what a majority of women see right now, all we think of when a man gets on a mic is that he's going to say, a female did this and a female did that, and she needs to do this for her man instead of right. a real message. Because but when a woman we don't want to listen to it. That's prime podcast material. Yes. When see? a woman says it, it's like, oh, wait a second. Because she's talking. talking. Seeing that, Steve, you know what I mean? And I know that's not most women. That's not most men. That are just a few. It wasn't like a lot of women said that, but I really did care because I'm like, y'all can say whatever y'all want, but y'all not going to say that I'm bashing women. I I was like, everything I am is due to women. It's the people choosing to ignore the good men of the world. Mm. You want to get so caught up with what you hear from the bad that you're choosing to ignore the ones that are actually good. And, of course, it's projecting as well. Yeah. Right? The things that people see are usually the things that are of them. Or what you've been through. Exactly. Yeah. Because you see the world as you see it, not as it actually is a lot of the mm-hmm. time. And I even saw a tweet today that uh, it touched my heart. It went viral. It was from a woman. And she said, you hear all of this stuff about men. But the man you never hear about is the man that actually gets with you after the hurt. And actually it works and mm-hmm. he listens and he's patient and he guides you through all of that shit that you didn't dealt with and deals with it even when he don't have to because he loves you and he shows you that there is a better life out here mm-hmm. if you find the right guy. That, that I know a lot of women who was married to that guy, but we don't see him. They don't tweet about that guy. There's no happy I finally found the right fucking guy day. Like, why is that not a day? There's a taco day. <laughs> There's a pupusa day. Not the love of my life day. It's not a, I finally <laughs> found this, this king. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I just wanted to, I guess, shine a light on the fact that I do believe that that's a double standard. And you, I kind of feel like if you, if you have a little bit of sense, you know when a guy is just up there bashing women. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. A lot of podcasts do that. A lot of men do that. 
And then you should be able to distinguish the difference between when a man is just speaking from hurt and experience and literally trying to genuinely give you ways that maybe you can just better yourself as a woman to help a man. And I do think we got somewhere when we did the double standard episode. Mm-hmm. For listeners who may not have been around then, we once did a uh, an episode called the Double Standards Draft. And we talked about a shit ton of double standards that I feel like get swept under the rug. Especially when it comes to men. And I think we got to bring that back one day, but. Absolutely. I understand more now. All right. You got that? Yeah. Say less. Who's next? Mo ain't shit. And now it's time for Mo ain't shit. What'd you do now? (laughs) (laughs) So this is stemming from the conversation that we kind of had last week about my love life when you was trying to get deep and I wasn't ready. Yeah, because you letting your jaded past control your future. Mm. Wow. And first of all, anytime I hear Jada, last thing I want to do is be married. But (laughs) any any word, nah. (laughs) Um, I started doing some thinking about this whole situation. And it's so deep that I think we're going to have to go into it part by part every week. Oh, gosh. But (laughs) I will start from here, since we being vulnerable today. Uh Uh-huh. You know, somebody told me, um, somebody I actually admire, who's, I don't want to say his name, but he's, he's really successful. He's a big deal. And he told me the key to your life when finding a woman right now, she has to be equally yoked. That was a term he used. Mm-hmm. She has to literally have the same thing, you know what I mean, yep. that you have going. She has to be as ambitious as you. Same level. Same level. She got to be getting it like you. She has to have as much to lose as you because what's going to happen is one way or another, you are going to start to feel like, well, how is this beneficial to my life? Because typically a lot of us, if you're fortunate enough, you find a partner at a point in your life when you're still growing, mm-hmm. finding yourself, you're both coming up, you're both figuring it out. Building. But if you happen to get to a place where you're all right, now you're in cruise control a little bit, figured it out a little bit, got a little bit of success, you got yourself together, you know who you are, you know what you're about, you know what you represent, now you got to find a partner that's not going to take away from what it took you so long to build. But add to it. But add to it. Mm-hmm. In order to add to it, you have to be equally yoked mm-hmm. because you ain't going to be able to handle it. How are you going to deal with it? The moment you start subtracting from my situation, well, what exactly, how exactly does this equation fit me? Mm-hmm. And I heard Shannon Sharp say the other day on a podcast something to the extent of he realized at some point in his life that as much as he hated to admit it, football was number one. He's a retired football player for those who may not know. But he said, yo, I, I almost hated it about myself, but I almost, I also didn't know how else to be. He's like, since I was six years old, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play football. I wanted to be rich. I wanted to play football. I wanted to do this, blah, blah, blah. It kind of took me to the Tom Brady situation. And he's like, you know, I'm married and I got kids and I love my family. And they used to always feel away because daddy wasn't always around. You know, my wife wanted me to be around mm-hmm. more. And a lot of men struggle with that situation of how do I find that balance? Because my wife is telling me I need to be home more, but at the same time, if I'm home more, I can't, I can't afford. Do this. I can't give y'all this lifestyle we have. So he felt like, damn, I get it. Maybe I shouldn't be doing three-a-days. Maybe I shouldn't be with the team more than my family. Maybe I shouldn't be doing things to where I'm so tired I can't go to my kid's game after. At the same time, when my kids needed a car, daddy got it. When my kids wanted to go to private school, daddy got it. When my wife wanted the car, the house, the, the whatever, daddy got it. And if I couldn't do that, 
would I still have been loved? Which goes back to some men having this mentality of I have to be providing in order to be loved. And if I'm not providing, then maybe you won't love me the same. And if I'm around, you'll love my presence, but then I can't provide. What do you do? And he was stuck trying to find that balance. And that balance is hard when you're at the point in your life, which is kind of in the middle. You're not building anymore, and you're not at the top either where you can relax. Mark Wahlberg then bought a whole damn set in Nevada because he wants to be able to work next to his family. If you ain't there and you ain't just start and you in the middle of I'm getting it, but I'm still getting it, how do you allow someone to enter? You see what I'm saying? And now yeah. you got to take it off together. That's been a struggle. I think it depends on the family and the family that you create and how it is um, built and interpreted. And what I mean by this, I'm going to apologize to my brother ahead of time because I'm going to share some things right here. And I think it can help some some people. That's the only reason why I'm going to share it. Just letting you know, bro. <laughs> Heads up. Um, I come from a family where that family time, that bonding of you being there for whatever I have going on was more important than what you could provide for me. Right? Mm-hmm. To me, that was always more important is who showed up for me. And it affected my childhood. If you were there for every chorus recital I had and stuff like that, that was more important than what you could physically provide for me. My mother made sure that she was like that, right? But at the same time, I kind of missed the aspect of having a father. I wanted my dad to be there too. And I didn't have that. And what I learned later on in life is that what I thought my brothers had with my dad, because my brothers, they have the same mom, right? Uh I'm the middle child and I have a different mother. And what I thought that they had, I was like, well, you had dad there. And Mm. my brother's like, dad was there, but only financially. He wasn't there for us emotionally. Mm. And it seemed like they needed him more emotionally. Mm -hmm. So when he said that, I didn't regret not having my dad there. Because I'd rather had that emotional bond than you financially being there. Wow. You see what I'm saying? I do. So that's what I would have preferred. But I think it's also on your family, the type of family that you want to have and what you want to create. If you want to create a family that only loves you based off of what you can financially provide, by all means. But if you want to create a family off of what I think a real family should be, which is a love connection and a deeper bond emotionally, then sometimes you have to make a bigger sacrifice than you think. Mm, That's deep. And I completely understand where you're coming from. And I do think that's the struggle with a lot of men of how do you find that balance? How can I be there emotionally as much as financially? And that's one of the hardest balances because I think, Obviously, you can do both if your financial situation is not maxed out, right? But typically, if if hey, if we if going not, on vacations yeah. wherever we want to go, and you, you know what I mean, something's going to have to lose. There you go. You, you gotta know, sacrifice it, it, something. Something's gonna have to sacrifice. So it's it's what's more important to you and what's more important to the family that you want to have long term. The type of family you want to have long term. Which is why ultimately you believe that Tom Brady should have stopped playing football. Yes. Got it. Because in the long haul how it affects your kids. Yes, you did this and you're the greatest, but how is it going to affect your kids in their development and when they grow up and how they view their parents? Yeah, because they never grow up and give a shit that you was Tom Brady. No. Right? Like, you see that a lot. You don't never see Michael Jordan kids running around being hyped that their dad was Michael Jordan un- until they knocking down Scotty ex-wife and then all yeah, of a sudden... Yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah, then yeah, they pull that Chicago thing. Bulls card out. <laughs> yeah. Membership. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I respect that. I get it. So equally yoked, that's one aspect to the whole, I guess, love life situation that I've struggled with since this uh this journey mm-hmm. that I've been on. 
Part two next week. Who's next? All right, Sicko Award. He's so fake, but I'm so real. Yeah, I'm so sick, but he's just there. Katie, I'll give you one guess who's getting a Sicko Award this week. Alex. Who that? Oh. Who that? You don't know Alex? Alex who? I don't know his last name. The man with Sandy... Sandy Hook, he just lost that lawsuit. Oh, he is. Yeah, Got to pay nearly a billion though. to all the parents and Good. stuff for what he was saying about. No, no yeah, yeah, congratulations to you know to they they deserved something with all of that nonsense he was on. Um, and I hate his last name is Jones. Oh, it is Isn't Jones. His, is that his yeah, last name? Who's trying to keep up with them? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, not him, but no, he's a he's, well, he's a hell of a candidate, and he actually might have should have been Kanye. You guessed it. Ah. Uh. <laughs> you guessed it. This dude. I think I'm done talking about Kanye after this. Okay. I think I just want to give him the ultimate, the first, the first ultimate sicko award to where you are so sick that you get this award and I move on. Mm. He's made some some other comments in which my mind, Kanye has always been fascinated with like leaders of any kind, whether they were good leaders, bad leaders, doesn't matter. You know, the Disney's of the world, the uh, Steve Jobs of the world, just any kind of uh, leaders who had somewhat cults behind him. He went into some really, really monsters, into complimenting monsters. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I ain't going to repeat it, but I think I'm over it. Yeah. I think just the whole Kanye thing, I'm off it, I'm over it, I'm done, I'm washing my hands, I'm cool. It's problematic to everyone as a whole, and I don't think he wants to see it that way. But everything that he's saying is very dangerous extremely dangerous and i i don't know how you come back from this i really don't i don't like, think you do but he's gonna try because of course you know what i mean of what, course. whatever narrative will help or whatever uh i should say whatever side of history he needs to be on in order to help his narrative is where he'll end up mm-hmm. when he wants to be black he's black when he wants to appeal to the whites he's white he's all these things and now he's going after groups of people, he's attacking people, he's asking to be green-lighted. Mm. I'm over it. Yeah. I think I'm done. All right. Are we done here? Yeah. All right. Wish him the best. Who's next? Reflective moment of the week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah. I was dreaming about the game. Feeling I think some of you are blocking your blessings by not accepting what you currently have. What do you mean? So, I think the key, in my humble opinion, to happiness is being grateful. I spoke to this before. You have to start somewhere with being grateful. Gratitude is extremely important on the journey to happiness, the pursuit of happiness, right? And I think a lot of people spend a lot of time looking at what someone else has or looking at where they believe they should be or looking at someone else who is somewhere where they believe they should be, as opposed to looking at what they have and where they've already come from Mm. and where they want to go. And if you spend most of your time focused on the first three things I said, as opposed to the latter, well, you can very easily spiral into a pretty miserable place of where you are blocking your blessings because you're not counting your blessings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm always kind of joking about how this generation of youth, which I hate doing it every time because I sound like one of them old heads that I said I would never sound like, but it's true. They're entitled. 
and they want everything fast because of the microwave era. Whereas when I was coming up, it was a bit different. It was you understood the process, the journey, which is sometimes it's not about a bag. Mm -hmm. It's more about an opportunity. Right. And what you do with that opportunity typically will bring you a bag. I know people in their early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s who are almost, they almost have this attitude of I'm depressed or I'm sad or I'm whatever because I'm not where I want to be. And damn do I wish when I was in my 20s I had somebody who was my age to go, relax, take it easy. You have so much life. It's very easy to look at somebody like Drake or Cardi and go, damn, they was rich in their mid-20s. You know what percentage of the population that is? Right? For you to be 25, 26 and feel like, damn, I want to be there. So I'm pissed now about where I I am because I'm not there. Right? But mid-25, I was out here doing things that really could have brought me harm. Late 20s, I was working in a mailroom of the number one urban radio station in the world. In the back of my mind, I had these thoughts of, I can do that. I'm on the bottom of the totem pole. This is my late 20s. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm behind. I'm behind in the game. Why am I not already there? I can go with the best of them at this radio thing. But they wasn't seeing that. In my mind, I thought they weren't. Oh, they were seeing it. Mm -hmm. They were afraid of it. Yep. And they weren't about to help. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, they don't see it. Right? And it would have been so easy for me to feel like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to bring mail to people who are not even saying thank you. There were times when a hundred and something boxes would be downstairs and I would have to be the only guy to make sure these hundred and some boxes got to where they had to be. That was my day. And I'm doing that from eight in the morning to six in the evening every day. And by the time I finished delivering those hundred boxes, not only did no one say thank you, they didn't ask me if I wanted whatever was in the fucking box. Sometimes it was Henny. I'm like, y'all ain't gonna give me a bottle? It's in a box. <laughs> you know, I can't get a little bit of Henny. I mean, like, yeah. you know how they send mad stuff to the radio stations and it goes to all of the personalities. And I'm the guy delivering it. They just looking at me like, yo, drop it right there. And then I'm watching them do things and I'm watching them get on the mic. And I'm like, I could have told a better story than that. I'm funnier than that. I can do that. And I had to go sit back in that mailroom and almost feel this feeling of being nobody. Mm-hmm. You know? Walking across the office and People don't want to talk to you. They short with you. You're not important. They looking down on you. That's some hard shit to go through. Mm -hmm. But somehow, some way, maybe it's because I'm just a different person. Maybe it's because I'm from a different generation. I'm not sure. Either way, instead of waking up every day and looking at it like, I got to move 100 boxes today for a bunch of people who are going to be ungrateful. I looked at it like every single day I'm that close to somebody who could change my life like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With the right attitude, that will eventually happen. Mm-hmm. Same way with your keys. I don't know how we're going to find your keys. I told you I wouldn't said that prayer. We looking for your keys at a whole parade. But I said a prayer on the way to the car. I wasn't joking when I said that earlier. I was like, God, show her. I've asked God that. Show off. Like, is Katie playing with you? Mm-hmm. She don't really, like, she don't know. <laughs> I've done that about my family and my friends when they down. Nah, show them. Hey, look what happened. I ain't know how we was going to find the damn keys. Mm-hmm. But I knew we would, and we did. We did. Right? And the way that it happened, it just reminded me, like, you got to always keep that attitude. Always. No matter what the circumstances look like. In the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know who. 
but I know I'm going to end up on the other side of this glass. Right. And I say other side of the glass because I used to drop the boxes off on the other side of the studio and always look inside the studio and want to be the guy that was on the other side on the mics. Mm -hmm. And look what's happened. Right. There was patience in that. There was faith in that. There was understanding of how this journey works in that. But if my attitude would have been, well, I ain't there now, so I'm depressed, so I'm mad, it ain't going to happen for me, or anything of that negative stature, I don't think my mind would have put me in a position to actually be on the other side of the glass. Right. So when I say it's so important, regardless of your situation, regardless of your age, especially if you are that young, to count your blessings so you don't block your blessings, that's what I mean. Mm. Who's next? Quote of the week. I don't have one. What? Well... I might. Okay. Remember I told you earlier that there was a a woman who spoke about she's angry for men? Uh-huh. I have to try to find this clip. Okay. And if I find it, then we're going to play it right here. Okay. And it's going to change everyone who's listened to it life. All right. At least I believe. Okay. Or at least it'll be just the two of us. But it's going to change somebody's life. And <laughs> if I don't yeah. find it, because I couldn't find it earlier, if I don't find it. We're going to find it. Then this shit is going to cut to music. No, we're going to cut. Okay. All right. So okay. I don't know. Oh, we're going to have a faith? Yeah. Is this the part? Yeah, this Faith? is the part. We're going to find We're going to find it. This clip. Just like we found your keys. And you'll hear it right now. For our men, because men are more likely to fight their way from depression to anger. Because depression is not a good look on a brother. That's what we think. And so while people will accept us as women kind of laying back and, oh, I was me, and they think that's the, there's something feminine about that, and it's not, it's still depression. But, but our cultural perspectives don't accept that from men. So depression can hide among women with social stereotypes about them being emotional, but it can't hide with men because it'll look weak. It's oh. to fight his way up off of that depressed couch. And the only energy he can use to defend himself against your attacks on his masculinity is to fight his way out of depression into a fury with our men dropping like flies, with life expectancies at the bottom levels in this country. Because anger is literally shredding their bodies and their immune systems and their productivity, which is also so related to how many men define themselves. So if anger snatching both their productivity and their physical strength, God, we got to do something. Next week, bitches. A little money might just get your head gas. Keep it straight, but everybody got a tendency to lag. Throw a couple hundreds, take the money out the bag. I've been struggling, but when you're real hard, times don't last. I've been moving fast. Hungry for that paper and the cash. Leather on my seats, wrist rolls, first class. Barely trust myself, niggas turning back sad. Open up your eyes, look at the road before you crash it. You could see the pain in my heart cause it's broken I can feel the stress building up and I know it I just get the feels all up inside Then I come down from my high and then I see that shit for what it really is MTV, how you living, flexing in my crib Them cameras stop rolling all alone, real as Madrid I'd rather be solo anyway, just disappear I'm just trying to live, homie, make it through Type the year Type into a room, yeah. I don't fuck with none of them Money, your excuses, you gon' make a lot of one of them Them niggas in your path, do the math, I'm a sum of them Used to 
wanna pop me now somehow I made a son of them Funny how times change, but people never do And it's funny, it's always people, it seem like it's never you You the one that got the drive, but it's everybody break How the hell is it your birthday, but it's everybody cake Ma Mask on, when they with you, seem like everybody fake Show they face behind your back, feel like everybody Drake I mean, I just learned that people gon' always lie and pretend What's a friend? Spell it out, you gon' just fry in the end I put gifts inside this music to give them something to play While they ain't accomplish shit, they just got something to say They just taking all my weaknesses, everything that I fear The problem ain't that they shit, the problem is that I care, fuck I got issues, baby, trust me, I got issues, baby Heart is still ice cold, never blinking, baby I've been thinking lately, stop myself from sinking, baby Iceberg mindset, always winter, baby I got issues, baby, trust me, I got issues, baby Heart is still ice cold, never blinking, baby I've been thinking lately, stop myself from sinking, baby Iceberg mindset. Said I got so many issues, I don't know where to begin. Been broken into pieces, I ain't going back again. That's why I could never blend. Ain't no need to pretend. I'ma always want the money more than I'ma want a friend. You brought up therapy. Yeah. How did you even arrive to this moment? It was something that has been bugging because I've heard so many times that, yo, Katie, you need to go to therapy. And so it was just building, and my mom was like, Katie. I'm even going to therapy. Then I had a dream. And my grandma was like, bitch, go to therapy. And I was like, oh my gosh. Do I need to go to therapy? I think I do. But I didn't understand who. Well, that's the hardest part for a lot of people. Because right. sometimes it takes a person or two or three. A lot of people struggle with that. And counselors are real people. You know, mm -hmm. that's something else that I think Port Counseling Group made clear to us, which felt good to me because you want to feel like you're talking to somebody who's been through something. They're real people. They talk to you as if you are a human being. They'll help you break down the communication barriers. They'll help you find the balance between accountability and self-compassion. Huge. They'll have some fun with you. They might even curse at you. What? Whatever it takes to get you right. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a turn up. Whatever it takes. They'll match your personality and they will genuinely help you. So like I said, you can start with a free consultation. Just visit portcg.com slash moment. M-O-E-M-E-N-T.